Hello and welcome to Board Stupid, the podcast that loves talking tabletop board games, D&D and other awesome stuff. I'm Wayne. I'm Simon. I'm Tom. And I'm Ant. And welcome back to the podcast. The noob is back with the big leagues. No, 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 no. We have the famous and lauded and vaunted and internationally acclaimed Ant-Man on the show. Tell us where you're from, Ant. Yes, I'm Ant. I host the MTVB podcast. It's a podcast that talks about movies, TV shows, video games, and of course, board games. Uh, So every week is a different uh, episode about uh, one of those subjects. And yeah, it's... uh, of course, the most recent episode had our very own Wayne as a it guest. It did, yes, it did, about our collection. And there will be a part two soon as well, sir. Yeah, that was a fun one, actually. Do go check that out. Trading yeah. favours. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Trading favours. So, uh, yeah, we've got a little bit of a talent trade. Thank you very much for coming on, Ant. And, uh, no, thanks for having me, guys. Thank you for joining, because we're, I'm going to get really excited. And I hope that you guys are too. Because not only are we nerds talking about the things we love that are worth geeking out over... We're going to Germany. We're leaving the country Woo-hoo! to be nerds. Woo-hoo! We're allowed out. Yay. Yay we're yeah. out. Exactly. Assuming nothing goes wrong. But Simon, are you ready? I am ready. Ant, are you ready? I'm ready. Tom, are I'm you ready? ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. And if you guys are ready, it's time to get hyped as we preview all things International Spieltag 2022. Sit back, relax and listen as we dive in to this week's episode. This week we're doing a first for the show and we're previewing the mecca of tabletop gaming events known commonly as Essen Spiel and in this show we're going to be discussing the event as a whole, what it is, why the hell we're so excited about it, what our expectations are and ending with some of the things that we're just excited to see there and maybe excited to try and maybe even excited to play when we get there. So, gentlemen... What even is Essenspiel for the listeners at home? Any idea? It's the world's biggest games expo, right? Yeah. Yes. So I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> it is indeed. It is. So we went to UKGE, the UK Games Expo, back we did. in May. I think, was it that long ago? Yeah. What the f- Yeah. Flip. Time's travelled. I don't know what's happened time since is linear. then. Time, time has <laughs> progressed really at a, a roughly one-to-one one ratio. Yeah, right? Time is a weird soup, yeah. guys. It's been established. Mm-hmm. It Ask is a Ashley weird Johnson. Uh, Yeah, so that was pretty damn sizable. Two giant halls of the NEC took us three whole days to really get the most out of. Mm-hmm. This is that on an even grander scale. It's going to be about three times the size. Uh, so wow. we will have to take this one out of dead sprint. I genuinely don't <laughs> understand how I'm going to manage it. It's going to be somewhat overwhelming, I'm sure. But some little bit of background facts for listeners and for you folks as well. The International Spiel Tag, as it's actually known, but we all call it Essen, began in the year of our Wayne, 1983. <laughs> oh, a, a, a very good year. Mm-hmm. Of our Lord Games Master Wayne. <laughs> and the year of our Simon, I believe. Indeed. Yeah, 1983. Very good year. So you could say that my obsession with board games was fated by the gods. Uh, some might say that I wouldn't say that but some might say that Mm -hmm. by the spiel gods (laughs) so yeah (laughs) we began in 1983 been going ever since then and as of the 2016 event with 1,021 different exhibitors from 50 different nations spiel is the biggest fair for board games on the planet Uh, an absolute boatload of new games get released at the fair every single year 
especially, but not exclusively, Euro games, mm-hmm. because Germany is the home of the Euro game, as you might imagine. And this year, uh, as of today, although these numbers are probably likely to change as and when people listen to this uh, particular show, uh, there's going to be 579 brand new games <laughs> released and launched for sale at the show. How? Damn. So that's we just, are, yeah, that's we just are, the English And we're one. still going to struggle to get a copy. Well, yeah. we're purposefully going with essentially no luggage and empty bags. <laughs> yes, that's basically yeah. it. That's just the ones in English, by the way. There are tons released... It's just I, I in German a, or just in It's over co- a thousand in total. Yes, that's right. There's about 1,500 that's right. overall, but not all of them are new. And not all of them are in English. No. So, uh, no, no, no. Yeah, so, mm. yeah, so 579 brand new games launching for sale at the show or just prior, and that's just the games in English. On top of that, again, just in English, uh, there are 89 brand new expansions being launched and available for sale. All available to buy. I'm surprised that's not a bigger number, honestly, with the current trend for... Oh, have you seen this extra bit? Yeah. A bolt-on for everything. Yeah. yeah, true, 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 true. And then on top of that, a further 111 games um, that are launching in demo form there. So we'll be debuting as a demo. There will be like thousands of games to demo, but literally just 111-ish games that's going to turn up there for the first time that people are going to so, see the demo. Yeah. Can we do that D&D thing where the travel takes five minutes <laughs> and then the combat and therefore the time in the halls somehow spreads out over three weeks. Yes. But it's also still only a weekend. Please. <laughs> so just with those initial numbers, that's a lot of content to check out, isn't it? I mean That's a lot to do in four, three days, three, four days. Yeah, and that's just the new <laughs> that's just the new stuff, right? That's not even considering the exhibitors, of which there'll be over a thousand, of the biggest publishers that you can imagine. We spoke to Pegasus. Pegasus Spiel. When yeah. we were uh, at UKGE and they had a tiny, tiny little stand tiny that like, they were piece. sharing with someone else. Yes. Uh, and here, I think they have the majority of one of the entire halls they for are, themselves. There's such a Makes massive sense. deal in yes. Germany wow. compared to us because they're, they're one of the big German distributors, uh, yeah. publishers, sorry. Enormous. Uh, yeah, so it would be fun to see them and be like, dang, that's big. It gives you some context to some of the new stuff that's coming out. But I'm just thinking very shoddy maths that if you spent one minute looking at each new thing, yeah, that's ten hours <laughs> <laughs> to just look at it for one minute and move immediately with move. no time passing to move to the next thing yeah, like without said, the travel dead sprint. Yeah, mm. that's going to be a lot. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll try and get a walkthrough video on a hyperlapse just to see how long it takes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. And also some more facts and figures uh, for you folks. So apart from last year, which obviously was a much smaller event as it was coming back due to COVID, as COVID restrictions were still in place in Germany, and in 2020 didn't exist at all because it was cancelled because of COVID, um, the attendance has increased every single year uh, since uh, 2011 for sure. So in 2011, it was 147,000. And in 2019, pre-apocalypse, it was the highest yet at 209,000. Whoa. So a massive increase in folks. I'm just picturing the biggest gig I've been to. I think that was about 90,000 people. So yeah, yeah, three, lot, two, three lots of that. That's so the 209,000 people for, for Spiel, uh, between 2018 and 2019, was also the biggest increase in attendance that I've seen on the stats that I could find online. So it increased by 20,000 people. That's like a, almost a 10% increase from one year to another, which is just huge, which I think will possibly reflect this continuing increase in board gaming's popularity. Oh, maybe. I was going to say, yeah, it clearly shows, doesn't it? Yeah, it's just getting but bigger But do you think that number would have got even bigger without the COVID? 
break I, as well. I could almost guarantee it might have done. Yeah, yeah. I'd I'd like to think it would. I mean, I I don't think it's becoming a smaller. Um, I, I'm I'm keen to see what the numbers will be this year. I I think they're going for a full pre-pandemic opening. I don't think they're no, minimising anything. No, just... there's some sort of warnings on their website that there's going to be some rule changes at the beginning of October, but I can't see that being a dramatic mm. difference. So they're pretty much back up to full steam again. Full capacity, yeah. With like... people like us waiting to go, essentially having not been able to for a couple of years. Yeah, so. yeah right. And I imagine these last two years may have ended up with people thinking, oh, I could go to Spiel when it opens. Mm. You know, they've been, if, if they've got into board games in the last two years and maybe they ended up like me, just getting deep into it, they might think, oh, that, go at the first opportunity. Mm. Especially if people are just keen to get away anyway, right, post, post-COVID restrictions. Mm. True. Yeah, I think, and for you, you said it might be your first foreign travel. For it is for a long time, while, yeah. Is that right? Time. Yeah. I haven't been since my honeymoon, which was nine years ago. And you're going with us? Wow. Yeah. You poor soul. <laughs> I know. I'm not quite sure what you did to deserve it. But... Well, I'm honoured I got invited at the end of the day. And to go to Spiel as well is something I'd like to have done a long time ago. So I'm glad I'm going with you guys, because at least you can show me the ropes, because you went to UK Expo. So it, you know, I'm, I'm thrilled that you're coming with us. I mean, it's going to be such a great time. And... Um... Yeah, it's going to be fun to just enthuse about the event. So um, I'm going to ask you guys a few questions. And I, I know in advance of this, I asked the chaps to take a look online at the ridiculous list of launching games and things that are available. Uh, to take a look and pick a few things that might interest them. Yeah, the, uh, the filtered list for reference. With filters, 579 titles. <laughs> I, I got, a few, I got a few pages yeah. in. I, did, I didn't go all the way. <laughs> I, I cheated and watched the Dice Tower run through uh, set yeah, <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's totally legit. But I, I did my best to not ignore their enthusiasm over certain titles, but just use them as a, a knowledge base, really. Yeah. yeah. I'll start with these questions then. So... What are your expectations for Essen Spiel? Have you been to anything similar like Comic-Con or anything that you can have as a frame of reference to compare when you get there? Um, what's your image in your mind of the event before we go? Yeah, so I used to do Comic-Cons um, about 10 years ago now, wasn't it? And You've done the proper one yeah, in San I mean, Diego. I, done, I did the San Diego one wow. back in 2008. You've done was like Hollywood a, on it. Yeah, so. So. What was that one like? It was amazing. It yeah. was very really good. It was, yeah, I was home, let's put it that way. Yeah. But... Um, <laughs> But as a as a board game one, um, I wasn't expecting like like you guys obviously to on country UK Expo. I'd wanted to look for things that had already been out, but you guys were like, no, there's and there's going to be stuff there exclusively yeah. to buy and to look at, and it's yeah. like that's just a massive eye opener. And I've had to you know grab a list as much as I could <laughs> in the last couple of days for this episode. So so it will be like a massive change for me. But yeah. I read through your. Uh, the link you sent about it, and they do other stuff than just board games. There's like a comic yeah. stand there, and yeah, that's right. Well, Artist so. stand. There's like a meet there'll be and greet thing. There's probably hundreds of the exhibitors are there doing other stuff as yeah. well, RPGs and comics. Right? And Is there going to be a crazy Australian with a pineapple? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> there might be. It might not be the one you're expecting. Then. No, no, no. Or maybe we'll get Henning Vane. Henning Vane, that'd be nice. That'd be yeah, funny. Yeah, he's a funny guy. <laughs> yeah so uh yeah it'd be interesting then to hear your thoughts when we get there and on the comparison yeah, to something like the size of the comic-con in san diego which mm. would have been 
I imagine that was substantial as well. Like the, the thing is, is that the, that, that Comic Con has grown four times since I've been there. Wow! Like it, it was on just one exhibition hall where it's expanded to the hotels around right. the exhibition hall. Now yeah. it's huge now. Nice. Um, but yeah, I'm well yeah. truly looking forward to this, and you know something different from the regular Comic Cons anyway that I've been yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Regular conventions. Uh, yeah, Simon. Same question to you then. What's what's your expectation? Yeah, I mean UKG fairly fresh in the mind still. Yeah. I'm interested to see how it being in a country foreign to us will change or not change. That will be interesting, yes. There, I Selfishly and somewhat typically for a Brit, presume a level of English will be widespread. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because that seems to be the mass market for games. There's almost always an English version of a game, even if it's Polish, French, Italian, mm-hmm. somewhere further afield than that. There, there are so many games that only get translated from whatever language they are native in into English. That's and, right. And yeah. Nothing yeah. else. Because as we know, localization yeah. is a, expensive. A sure, yeah. and <laughs> so expensive. Yeah, you need to and work hard. out. You need to work out how to explain your rules sufficiently clearly in a language that's not your native tongue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's as rough well guy. as then the production costs of printing the English language manual. A few places are going to PDF only for that, which I mean sensible if you have access to pdf yeah i'll tell you let me tell you why that's good um robinson crusoe is a game i backed on kickstarter uh, and you know for those that are familiar with kickstarter games sometimes they get delayed still lost at sea it's uh, it's not even at sea (laughs) so the robinson crusoe game i think it was due to me in like march this year it's like super delayed uh one of the reasons for the delay is the localization they try to save costs on shipping by instead of printing the separate manuals in different languages combining them combining them all into one manual Mm -hmm. but that's caused a bunch of different issues with the production of that and then they've had to deal with that and that's caused a bunch of delays yeah which could have been avoided with an english version and then a bunch of pdfs but they didn't do that and now everyone's waiting (laughs) i mean the pdf makes sense but also for me as a small barrier of a board game is an offline thing i mean other than the few app driven ones which i'm perfectly happy to play but yeah. I get it. But I, don't, I, I don't have access to a printer. I selfishly want my game yeah, yeah, quite. here. <laughs> you want um, yeah, it's, now, damn it. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's like the tactile experience. There's plenty yeah. of other options if you want to yeah. do something that's online. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so expectation-wise, I'm curious to know whether us being in Germany will make it feel different or once we walk through those doors with our lanyards around our necks and a smile on our face, whether it'll be game home it doesn't yeah. the language is irrelevant almost yeah absolutely. Um, absolutely and yeah i think then just the scale of it is going to be because there'll be exhibitors there that didn't come to our shores yeah. for that kind of thing so simon is one of the big names that i believe yep, they be didn't there. go to ukg yeah um so yeah seeing the stuff that wasn't there and then seeing other people like i think modifius will probably be there seeing what they're doing in that place as opposed Compared, to what yeah. I'm, I'm curious to now that I have a basis for comparison really interested to see what the differences will be Tom same for you same question what is your initial expectation from the event um, obviously it's going to be so much bigger than UKGE but mm. I'm expecting largely the same feeling just on a you know a grander scale yeah uh, obviously there's lots of publishers who weren't there before so it'd be really cool to see stuff that wasn't available at UKGE honestly the biggest thing that I'm looking forward to is the fact that 
it's recognized as being the you know the the granddaddy of all launch dates for yeah. the board gaming world so there will be so many opportunities to pick up things that are not available yet in retail um many That's things true. that are coming in from kickstarter that are essentially delivering you know last minute right now ready for spiel mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so there'll be loads of stuff loads of opportunity to grab stuff that you just cannot get elsewhere it's like there's two main event release launches right it's gen con and it's mm. spiel yeah the games will be released on either of those two yeah and this one's much closer for us so, <laughs> yeah, uh... it's closer than than indianapolis yeah, <laughs> so, yeah gen con sure. next year no. yeah right but no, I'm. Uh, I think it'll be great. It's going to be, um, as you say, interesting to compare it to UKGE. But I very much feel like the feeling will be the same. I'll be there like a little boy, just full of joy and smiles, uh, and and loving life. Turn around and Simon will be gone. Yeah, look at turn dice. around, Simon will be gone. <laughs> looking at dice, looking at shiny dice. Hey, <laughs> I was posting on Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> about dice. I was, about, I was keeping the feed alive. Okay, okay. Good stuff. <laughs> That's definitely one of the things I'm looking forward to as much as we are able to, assuming yeah. network connectivity and so on, is the content. As up to date mm. as we can, chucking stuff out. We'll to report you guys. directly from the event, which I'm thrilled to do. So. Into your <laughs> eyes and or ear holes. Uh, yeah, just keep them open and we'll we'll violate them with content. Uh, right. <laughs> I don't know what that I, I'd, I'd say is maybe I'd say we can either do quantity or quality vote below, but We'll do our best to bring you relevant stuff. Yeah, can I just say, regardless, so you guys did a bang job, bang up job with that oh, thank content. You, Considering you were doing other stuff kind. there and like you obviously playing games and whatnot, the fact that you had the time to do interviews and you know interview yourselves and get your reactions out of it, because I was watching that over that weekend. I mean, I was stuck at work watching it, being jealous and all, but <laughs> you know, it was, it was still good to like get updates every now and then as well. And I, I just personally thought you guys did a bang up job of it. Thank, Thank you, you very much. That's really kind. Thank you. Ant. Yeah, we, we tried. Yeah, I had these guys, experience, had it? these guys on a very tight leash. Uh, <laughs> was a, there was a timetable <laughs> and everything. No, <laughs> 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 it was good. It was a tight timetable, but we have fun. It won't be quite as tight this time because it's so big. We just want to enjoy the time, right? Mm. And also, and also, I'll be dragging you along, and you don't need that in your life. Yeah, you, you don't need that. Stress. You'll, you'll be my tour guide for this. Yeah, exactly. Like, this is it. Isn't that? Go, go on, watch this. This is a board game. This, this is, is a twelve-sided <laughs> dice. <laughs> <laughs> this one is Monopoly. Yeah. This one is. Uh, so, uh, next question. Aside from all of the new releases, and we talked a little bit about that, and we'll talk a bit more on that. Is there anything that you're looking for? that's already out anything that you think you've wanted but has been hard to get hold of and the expansions that you might have thought about um and anything uh, that you can think of that there's one in particular i'm desperately after any rarities for example yeah uh, yeah it's basically it's a party game i don't know if you've heard of it's called top 10 no it's a really good uh, little party game um that has an expansion out at the moment but you can only buy the expansion in german or french ah. so i'm hoping there will be an english copy of it somewhere there yeah if not, then obviously I'll just have to wait. So you say it's only available in French and German. So even, readily, even, readily available on retail. So even the original is very hard to come by. That has oh, yeah. all been printed out mostly on um, French and German. Okay. I managed to get a copy from eBay from somewhere from the States. Even like Amazon.com only sells the German and French version. Interesting. And they've done an expansion for it now, like an X-rated version of an expansion yeah. of it, which <laughs> is a lot more, will hopefully be a lot more fun. But again... You cannot find it for love nor money in English. Yeah, okay. Do you know I'm who the uh, publisher is at all? Uh, cocktail Games. What, it will see if they've got a booth. And yeah. Then, yeah, if, yeah. It, yeah be, and uh, yeah. Restoration Games have done another expansion for Unmatched, which is Houdini uh, versus a Genie. I need to see if they've got that as well. That's nice. another expansion after. 
Nice. You're just saying words at the moment. I don't really know what any of that means. Well, but I'm I might, bring it, I might yeah. bring it with me. And <laughs> just give it a go. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, Simon, how about you? There's always that vague backlist of. I'm interested if it's the right price kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, there was a few that I saw and didn't pick up at UKGE. So again, I'll have a, a, an eye out for the best price for that. Um, beyond that, Archon Studios will be there. Uh, uh, the guys who did, and you will definitely have heard me talk about this before, the Dungeons and Lasers terrain. I am halfway through building the 300 plus miniatures. <laughs> then have to paint them all and all of the terrain which covers a good six square feet of table um but they'll be there and they have so they're putting more stuff direct to retail so very curious to see what if there's any other bits i want to pick up they're doing the um master of the universe they've got fields of eternia and battleground two different he-man based games yeah uh, <laughs> they've also <laughs> they, they had and some like, of excuse that me? <laughs> they did have a bit yeah. yeah they're they're developing more and more i think fields of eternia is the one that's not really out yet but they should have some proof in that mm-hmm. yeah. they've also got the heroes of might and magic license oh. it's a game i'm only I'm vague, familiar with that. only oh, vaguely played familiar loads with. of them yeah i mean in the distant past I don't yeah think I've played yeah. a heroes the of forever might and magic ago. game in probably 20 years yeah. but they should have some degree of preview possibly oh. playable there as well it's not something I know a vast amount about, but it also looks like my kind of thing. And obviously, I'm a fan of the studio. So, yeah, curious to see nice. what they've got available there. How about you, Tom? So, anything rare, maybe out of print, maybe I can't, I, hard I to get Kickstarter? I've got anything that. specific. Because uh, you've bought it all already. Yeah, I, you I, bought I, it. I have a, yeah, I, yeah, we did. Um, <laughs> I have. I have always got a bit of a sort of short list of things that I'm on the lookout for that, that aren't necessarily easy to catch in retail, but I can't think of anything off the top of my head. What yeah. I do really want to see is updates on some of the stuff that I know is on Kickstarter. The Archie tables, the Archie Draco oh, tables yes. from Geek & Sons. The table that you've will be, remortgaged your house yeah, for. Will apparently be at <laughs> Spiel. Yes. So I can see the actual physical model that I've ordered. I mock you, and, but I've um, also... And, and, and then I can have <laughs> sold a bit of a... a table. Yeah, then I can have a bit of a panic attack when I realise it's not going to fit in my house. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll go in the garden and it will become like a second house. And just shelter underneath it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sitting around it with... Six to eight I'm, people I'm, might be I'm the issue. We'll considering, get the table in. I'm considering taking all of the other furniture out for the dining room. I would recommend. Yeah, I think it's going to have to. Yes. <laughs> have you seen these luxury gaming tables have, in yeah, person? So I'm, I'm desperate to have one, but it's yeah, well without my price range. Yeah, I yeah, I have a different one, not quite as fancy as Tom's one. I have a more common garden table from the same folks. It's still fa- it's still a it's still, fun, it's still table. fancy. It's fancy. Yeah, it's beautiful. I can't wait. Mm. Mine's not. Due until after Tom's. So, so these are, I think they're currently on track for something like Q1 next year. So yeah, it would be lovely right. to see them in advance. They've yeah, got a bunch quite. of um, completed sort of first run prototypes. It'd be good to see the the size that I'm yeah, after as they're well. Working, they're working on the first batch for actual deliveries, hopefully starting before the end of the year as well. Although I believe they're going to be doing the deliveries in Germany mm, first. Nice. So we'll uh, see. Remind me some, are they a UK based? They are actually a UK company. They're based in Birmingham. They've got a showroom there. And manufactured But they, they are manufacturing, I believe most of the manufacturing is in Germany. Uh, no, it's in Poland, I think. Okay. So they're, they're, um, they're doing most of the manufacturing in Europe. So yep. it makes sense that the European deliveries are first. Absolutely, mm. yeah. 
but hopefully, hopefully they'll have some in the UK before too long. They do van deliveries in the UK, and nice. last time they did their uh, campaign, they were early deliveries. So mm. I'm not, I'm not holding out too much hope, but it'd be lovely for you know for it to turn up sometime soon. Um, the other thing is I know the Awaken Realms guys are going to be there. Yeah. Uh, uh, they've got the new Tainted Grail Kickstarter that's just gone on. And I kind of want to look at it. I don't want to buy it because I, I don't have... Have you have played it, it that's all? I've, uh, I no, played but I've, no, but I've, I that looks want like a whole new to play part, Tainted yeah. Grail. Yeah, yeah, yeah it uh, does. But the, the new Kickstarter is just bonkers. It was funded in less two than minutes? two minutes. Less, yeah, yeah, two and a bit minutes. Wow. It, it, at the time of recording, it's two days old and it's on about $1.8 million. Yeah. That's crazy. It, we're yeah. talking like big, Taint, big, yeah. big games. Tainted Grail, the original, was the most funded board game project in 2019. Mm. I imagine this will be much the same. People loved it, but I, I just don't have space for another grindy campaign. <laughs> so um, and They may also have a copy of uh, ISS Vanguard, which I've been waiting for for nearly two years. It's stuck outside Folkestone. It's then. currently on a <laughs> boat stuck outside Felixstowe. It's Sorry, been Felixstone. there for a week <laughs> because Felixstowe's in strike at the moment. Literally, it's stuck Outrageous. on a boat. I, could, I have a link to look at where the boat is. It's like it hasn't next moved to the UK. for a week. <laughs> <laughs> so it will probably oh it will probably be at my house when I get back. I was going to say, you but bought, you like buy to one, it. you can have another yeah. one when you get home. I, I, I don't know whether they're actually selling spare copies of it, because they're, they're doing a two-wave delivery, so right. I think every single copy is is accounted for. Yeah, I would have thought so. Mm. There's a couple I'm lo- looking for. Weirdly enough, Blood Rage is quite difficult to get hold of at the moment, at least for a good price. Oh, yeah. uh, I, I think it's awaiting another print run. So if I can get one there... Um, then I can complete my trilogy. So to complete the trilogy, yeah, because yeah, I don't have it. So and then I'll, I'll probably. I always assume you've got it. You just need to be yeah, about it. I know. Yeah. I know. Everyone assumes I have. We, blood we rage, played. I, don't I think have we it. played it a bunch online during COVID. We did, we? and Chris owns it. Yeah, uh, I need to nick it off Chris. Ah, yeah. I always thought you had it. No, no, that's Chris's one. But I, there will be some expansion. So if if I can get like a whole pack of all of the stuff, that if if I'm going to do a big purchase, it might be that. Yeah. Um, if the price is right. Uh, another game is Anachrony. I maybe keep looking at that every now and then. It's been on the list for a while. It's a heavy Euro game, but mm. it's based on like jumping between timelines and stuff. It's like, okay, a, okay. like a time travel based game. Clever, all that sort of stuff. And then there's a game called Outlive, which is a post-apocalyptic uh, competitive oh, game. Yeah, I have seen that. That looks really cool. Yeah, so that yeah. may there may be mm-hmm. uh, for games that I might pick up as sort of rarity stuff that is quite difficult to get hold of. So uh, those are my maybes. Uh, my final question before we talk about some of the other stuff on Spiel and, and some of the stuff that you might be looking forward to in terms of the releases. Spiel is well known to have many of board gaming's personalities turn up, not to mention pretty much every designer, artist, and you know head of publishing company there. Yeah. Um, are there any industry people or personalities or YouTubers or anyone like that that you're particularly keen, or designers, uh, on meeting or perhaps getting a cheeky selfie with? I quite admire, um, what's his name, Zeke from Dice Tower. Oh, Zeke Garcia. Yeah, I quite like him. I quite like his reviews and the way he does his... I wouldn't mind getting a, a selfie with him, to be honest. Yeah, And yeah. of course, Tom, but yeah, I, yeah. I do prefer Zeke as a, as a reviewer. As a personality yeah. reviewer. Okay, um, yeah. Uh, if Rodney Smith's there... Oh, Rodney holy Smith. Holy cow. What a dude. <laughs> Good God. I just want him to go up to me and go, and that's the setup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would be fre- I would be like an obsessed fan and just faint if he's there to do that. Everybody loves Rodney Smith. Yeah. I mean, the guy- he seems like such a nice man. Apparently, to he talk is the nicest to, so. man ever. 
Uh, the guy from Watch It Played does all of the like the how to play videos, yeah. and he's like a very mm. friendly Canadian. I mm. think I can pick to the right guy. Yeah, really lovely. I'd love to meet Rodney Smith. Actually, uh, he would be nice. And also, I think the Dice Tower have been massively influential for me in terms of getting into the hobby. And like Tom Vassell's been doing this for so long. Yeah, I've watched his channel. That they're an institution. Yeah, I've yeah. watched his channel since what the ten years I've been in the hobby, and it's changed and improved so much. From him just in front of his board game case, mm-hmm. going, hi, I'm Tom Vassal. And like he'll do his review or his top 10 lists. It would be great to meet him and just say hello. Uh, and to, and to say thank like, you. Hey, Marvel United represent. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and just to say, you know, thanks for all, you know, all of the great ideas and stuff like that and for steering me on the path. Other than that, some of the industry folk, it would be good to catch up with that we did uh, from UKG. If any of them are there, it would be nice I to say hello. I would love to yeah. Yeah, meet up with any of the folks that we spoke to. Just say UKG. thank you, really. So, um, yeah. Yeah, 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 that and an update as if you've got any time for us. Yeah, which, but yeah. That would be great. In terms of other personalities, I'm that guy who likes games but doesn't really know the background of it too much <laughs> in that regard. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I might well walk past my favourite game designer and not have a clue who they are. Quite <laughs> That's honestly. the beauty of this industry, though, mm. right? They're just so like as opposed anonymous. to you know, it's not like going to Comic Con and you're like, oh shit, it's Kevin Smith, yeah, director. Well, of this, I, that, I, I would hope I would have the balls to well, go maybe up and Becca go. Scott and get to see. I was my, wondering whether Becca Scott might be there because she designed that, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Her and her boyfriend designed that. Yeah. Honestly, I had no idea personal wise if there's going to be anyone there. Uh, I might have a good word with the guys at Archon because why not the yeah, thing hello. is I have no idea what I'll even ask them it'll just be a case of going I really like your product thanks very much <laughs> you yeah. know, I, I appreciate that you're doing what you're doing through your enjoyment of the subject as much as anything and it's not just a cash grab mm. which I think is true of most of the people in the industry right outside yeah. of some of the real big boys but even then you know they're grandiose megalomaniacs that are Simon games with their giant piles of plastic like yeah, that's some, where I'm going to be most of this at yeah. <laughs> some point that's still going to burn down to they made that because they really want to see that for yeah. people that's, that's right. not that's not oh we're going to make this because we know people will throw money at it no that's what no. they like to do yeah. I if he is there I would like to see Eric Lang uh, oh, okay, just because yeah, he's such yeah. a, he's such a big influence in the games that I like um, I'd be keen to just say hello and Thanks for the games, I guess. And if you buy a Blood Rage, get him to sign it. Yeah, right. So that would be really cool. Anything like that would be good. Yeah, he's probably the designer I have the most games of. This thing has got to be. It's got to be. But he doesn't... He's a freelance now, right? He is, yeah. He's not from Seymour. He's not Seymour. Okay. Just the games that I have of his are Seymour games. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. You know, but um, yeah, he has done other stuff too. All right, before we get into the fives, I'm going to talk about a couple of other things. Um, I hope you don't mind, folks. I'm going to just keep waffling on for the sake of the audience, at least. (laughs) This year, just so you know, gents, and anyone else that's listening that is coming along to... And if you are coming along, please do come and say hi. You can, for about €35 at the event, arrange for anything that you've bought to be shipped back to the UK for about €35. Up to about 10 kilos worth of stuff. They yeah, they, they, have, the they have a different sort of uh, range of options. So yeah, That's if you right. run out, if you do run out of bag space, and it's not an impossibility. Anything that you buy, you can mm. leave with them, and at the wherever it is in Spiel, there's like a booth, and they'll ship it back to your house. That which is, is quite very nice. interesting to know. Because I know, as you know, we said at the top of the show, we're essentially going with a pair of pants for the day, yeah, and, and, and not much else. <laughs> they, they did do that with the San Diego Comic Con. There was a massive FedEx booth where you can oh, ship your yes. back and whatnot with them. That's awesome yeah. to know. I'm quite surprised they still do that with obviously this as well. In 2019, 
there was a community design contest all to do with the Spiel logo, like the International Spiel Tag logo. Mm-hmm. Uh, the winner at that time was a Ukrainian designer called Akinga, who in the meantime has fled to Germany to escape the war. Uh, but she has reworked her 2019 design, and the Spiel 22 merchandise will be sold with that updated logo with profits going towards Ukraine aid. Oh, fantastic. Nice. Isn't that just a lovely thing to know? It really is. Which I didn't know until I dug into the details of the Spiel sort of stuff. It's like really subtly put away, but that's nice to know that if you get any merchandise from Spiel, it's going to a good cause. So, If you've ever wanted to meet your favourite content creators, as we were talking about just now, mm-hmm. uh, there is a meet and play on Saturday, on the Saturday of the show, where you can meet and play games with the designers of the games. Nice. Aha. That's cool, right? I mean, we I can like set that Tom idea. on them and get them to yeah. lo- lose to the math brain. <laughs> <laughs> if he just, survived the journey to Heathrow, just, just find a way to yeah, find a way to break something. Oh, I'm not just picturing Nick. <laughs> Sorry, Nick, we're just like motor mouthing as you do at them and just, like getting him to melt down. Like, oh, did you consider this option? And huh? what about if I... <laughs> Said with love, my friend. Said with love. <laughs> there is a massive sort of math trade, they call it. It's like a giant board game flea market. Yeah. Uh, so that Yeah, would be my there. friends tell me about math trade, where everything's kind of set into a market value rather yeah, than setting your own right. price. Yeah, right? so that's right. It's on the BGG value or whatever it is. So that's held daily uh, from 3 p.m. in Hall 7 out of God knows how many that there I are. I think there is seven halls. Well, that's many. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a bunch of panels. So obviously you can go and do panels at the show and go and watch uh, various topics being discussed by industry folk. Uh, one of the big panels they're doing is quite a serious one, which is what effects uh, is the global global crisis having on the gaming scene? What impact is the global crisis having on the games market? The consequences of raw materials and supply chain problems, all of that sort of stuff. So mm. if you're interested in industry, industry, maybe you're a, uh, a fledgling designer or a fledgling publisher, that stuff is being discussed by the top folks in the industry at the event. So that's going to be a very interesting discussion for you. That, I think, I think that will be, I mean, I think certainly both you and I, Wayne, with a keen eye on sustainability and so on. It would be, I'd be dead keen yeah. to have a listen to that, for sure. Uh, that's Saturday as well. And then they're doing like a another sort of panel thing as well, which is board game research, which is all to do with um, people's board game collections, the type of games that they buy, the history of board games, representation in board games, um, the potentials of board game research for the industry and for the game designers. So what sort of content can we get to new designers and new publishers based on what we've analysed in the past and how things have done? Yeah, so sort of market research specifically yes, for board games. Exactly. So there's all of that going on as well. God, I'm exhausted just talking about it. <laughs> and, and all of those things will eat into your precious shopping and gaming time. So. I know. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I just... Oh, it's not, it's not going to be enough time. I can spend. We could spend all three days playing games easily. Just, just demoing. I stuff. thought that was the idea. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> you haven't seen the timetable. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I want to try and play more this time round. We're gonna do that for sure. I don't know. I just. I, I don't know how much burnout. There's, I think. I mean, we'll not see. not burnout through lack of interest. Just. I know what I'm like. <laughs> o- overwhelmingness. Yeah. Well. Yeah, it's it's fine. We can we can be flexible. Sort of, we know that there will be plenty of people who you can go and sort of have an impromptu chat with. Yeah. All right. Should we talk about some of the stuff we're very excited about seeing? 
or even a little the, bit excited the about games. the games. The games. The games. Let's get a little uh, specific. Games. Let's get specific. Mm. Uh, okay, then let's let's start uh, with Anthony, our, our honoured guest. So excellent. Yeah, and we'll go around the order <laughs> and, and uh, however many that you've got. If you've got three, you've got four, you've got five, whatever it is. Uh, tell us a game that you are interested that is going to be available at Spiel. Right, so the first one I picked was uh, a game that intrigued me two years ago on Kickstarter, which I very nearly kickstarted, but I didn't. It's a game called Beast. <gasps> oh, Ooh, I wrote that one down. Yes, I saw the cover for it. It looks yes. really interesting. It reminds me, yes. I don't know if you ever played it back in the day, it was a, a, an Xbox and PlayStation game called Evolve, where a team yes. of four yes. people yep. come together to mm-hmm. hunt a monster. That's, that's yeah. exactly what this game is. It's And it's got the mechanics of uh, Fury of Dracula. It's hidden so, places. Yeah, it's yeah, like it's a hidden movement. Hidden movement. Hidden movement, one versus all. And yeah, just... It's it just intrigued me from the artwork to the monsters to the the fact that you have a time limit, and um, obviously the more of uh, time that you don't catch the monster, you as a team can you know trade um, your your weapons and try and help each other out, thinking oh. I think he's here. We can go there and follow the track from here. I think it's just a brilliant yeah. idea. And the monsters been... sort of going around, sort of picking up upgrades and making yeah. itself stronger over time. And but, killing uh, and the longer it and stuff, takes yeah. you to find the monster, the worse it's going to be when you do. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, do you know what the interesting thing about that game? And I, I'm ninety percent sure this is the game that I'm recalling. Hmm. Beast has a shared card drafting mechanism. That's right? it. So, That's so what you, dra- earlier, so yeah. you draft. A set of cards. So any cards that you, as the hunter team, don't pick, you're giving to the beast. Oh, hmm. okay. And, and, they ha- and they all have beast powers on them. That mm. makes it even everything, more tasty. Everything's <laughs> double-edged. Yeah. Yeah. So that is Drop amazing. Purpose. So you've, might got, you know, you've got things that you might want to do, but if you take that thing, then you're giving the beast this thing, which yeah. might be real fucking will this bad. Will benefit yeah. me more? Exactly, yeah. Or will it hurt me more if I give it away? If I give it to the beast, yeah. yeah. So... That little bit of jeopardy makes this game very interesting, and I'm glad you picked that. that yeah, looks I, to be honest, I completely forgot. Like, I thought the game was already out, and then to find out it's been delayed, obviously with COVID, and whatnot. Yes, yes, uh, yes. Makes sense that you know, hopefully, I'll get to actually get to see this bad boy. Yeah, I mean, uh, at Spiel, I think a few, it's probably even last year, we did uh, one of our monthly updates, and that was one of the kickstarters that I was quite keen on. Yeah, same. and I'm right with you. I think that would mm. be very good if we can demo it. We should definitely yeah. demo it. Yeah, yeah. I'd yeah, just yeah, like to go and see what it's actually like, yeah. Definitely. Uh, Simon, I'll jump to you. I'm kicking off with Revive. That's another one that's right, I, right I, here. I figured it would be on at least one of you guys. Yeah, it looks list. great. So it, it, well, yeah, let's start. I mean, all of my games. Well, not all of my games. I'm not purely aesthetic driven, but... It's a big deal. I it's definitely it's be one of the first it. things that, that catches yeah. your eye, isn't it? And it is eye-catching. So this game is set 5,000 years after the fall of humanity and you are looking to rebuild civilization in That's a right. new mold. It's got deck building, it's got tech trees, it's got a degree of uh, scenarios and campaign gaming um, and variable player powers, which are all things that I absolutely love. So I'm really curious to see how this combines. The board game, it looks like there's two different boards like a smaller side development board. I'm really curious to see how it all ties together. I've not got a vast amount of detail from what I can see here, but I'm really, really looking forward to okay. seeing that in the flesh, mm-hmm. as it were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like a relatively heavy Euro, at least according to BGG's sort of sometimes spurious, sometimes accurate weight scale. Yeah, I think uh, it looks three middle point something. to yeah, middle, middle, middle yeah, to heavy. Mid heavy, yeah, mid, yeah. middle heavyweight. Like big double layer boards, great production, looks really cool. Production level um, looks great. And I think it's 
set to be around 60 70 euro from what i can gather but oh, so not not extortionate okay. so um, um expensive rem- but good production yeah. so it looks good um a publisher and group of developers or designers I'm not familiar with are Porter Games. No, I've not heard of them. I think it's also going to be published by Matago, who are a slightly bigger publisher. Okay. Uh, Matago did Inish yes. and Cyclades, I think, and a few other games like that. So, um, but, yeah, the, but that's a good one. It, it looked like strong pedigree from initial yes. views. Uh, Tom? Uh, this one might also be on your list, but it's one that I, I'm super keen to look at. Uh, Twilight inscription uh-huh. is that Twilight? the Roland yeah, yeah that's yeah. Uh, the, the <laughs> Roland right to end all Roland rights by crushing them to death with the weight of its components nice. you <laughs> have to write literally war and peace uh, yes yeah. it's um, it's set in the Twilight Imperium universe and is supposed to be a boiled down sort of representation of the Twilight Imperium experience and there's quite a lot of lore in twilight imperium twilight Twilight imperium has been going for 25 years they the game comes with a booklet of just lore Mm. which no one reads because it takes three days to learn the rules yeah well it's it's really interesting (laughs) Uh, uh, okay well i'll put it this way twilight twilight imperium they now have uh twilight inscription a roll and write which is a one to eight player roll and write, which is going to probably take you two hours to play at least. At least, yeah. Wow. Uh, they also have a uh, a tabletop role playing game set okay, in okay. the Twilight Imperium universe as well, which I think uses the Genesis system. So it's like it's this huge sort of sprawling story now. yeah well it, it seems strong and has you know yeah. sufficient canon to do that so absolutely yeah I, i'm not sure it. i'm not sure if i'll pick it up but it looks really interesting and i do like a roll and write yes uh, and i like take different takes on roll and writes this i'm not sure really is a roll and write because it's just mass it's probably going to be a massively heavy game yeah and I'm, it's not really i think what roll and writes was sort of developed to be Apparently, there's a game called Hadrian's Wall, which is similarly obscenely heavy as yeah. Roland Wrights go. So yeah. they do exist, but there's there's two of them. There's Hadrian's Wall and there's Twilight Inscription. So. Yeah. I, I just want to see it, and yeah. I know it will be there. With my current experience, Roland Wrights in my head should be 30 minutes or less. Well, yeah. his, yes, I think so right. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 it feels like they should. I mean, I'm I'm keen to demo it if it's there. I'd be keen to mm. give oh, it a go. Yeah, I'll jump and, in. Um, I'd love to see yeah, it. we'll we'll play a couple around if we can. And if Fantasy Flight have a decent booth there, it'll be keen to see that booth anyway. So, well, Fantasy Flight are they they are going to be there. Um, they've got a reasonable amount of space, I believe. But Twilight, yeah. Twilight Inscription is on the list. Nice, yeah, nice, nice. Good. What floats your boat, Mister Wayne? What floats my spaceship? You mean? Mm. Of course. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I chose not. To I it's on my list, but I chose not to mention it. Yeah, I'm not going to steal your thunder. I know I've got to talk about it. Um, it's got to be Starship Captains. Yeah. So Starship Captains, we or well, by we me, uh, I got to demo at UKGE. We did a little uh, live play of it. That will be on our YouTube channel somewhere, and it's fabulous. It's by a first time uh, designer, Philip mm. Day, Philip K. Hofgard, mm. uh, published by CGE, who are fast becoming probably one of my favourite publishers, they just knock it out of the park. They did Lost Ruins of Arnak. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, they've yep. done uh, a bunch of really cool Galaxy stuff. Trucker. Galaxy Trucker. Galaxy um, Trucker. one. What else did we play? Is this the Star Trek looking? Yeah. That's yeah, right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, the Star yeah. Trek inspired. Unashamedly. If I could hum the theme tune, I would, but I can't. So, yeah. I <laughs> so it's very, very cool. It has that. It's a real Star Trek inspired 
um, but very light dusting of it. Everything's bold colours, almost with a cartoonish look. It looks um, fantastic, even at the prototype stage that we saw. It looks it fabulous. Looks so good. So it has a real exploration feel. Like you're going out and you're going on adventures with your crew, like you would if you had a starship. And it's great. So it has all of that to it. Really fabulous. Very clever action selection but, mechanism. Yeah, it's like crew drafting, crew drafting, or queuing, crew. Crew, crew queuing. queuing, action queuing with, yeah, with that's drafting right. your crew. So you're, yeah, you're using, yeah, that's right. You're using your crew to do various things so you can commit them to the actions you want them to take, but then they'll go into a queue. So they will then go sort of around the queue and you won't be able to use them again until they filter through into the ready room again. Yeah, so, cycle them back into play. Yeah, again. so the order in which you play them uh, will affect your, the, your potential to do future actions. Mm-hmm. Very clever. Really cool, really dynamic, very competitive in the game that I played. Uh, very fun, so very keen to play that again, ideally. And then, and it's official launches. It will be. Soon, it will it? be available. It is. Yeah. 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 Okay. So we know one space in Wayne's bag. One piece of luggage. Is uh, honestly, be I'm considering buying it as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's super fun. Well, that rules me out from needing to. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Ant Man, back round to you. Yeah, What's so, your next one? Uh, my next one is a worker placement game. Apologies if it's on anyone else's list. Nope. The Terracotta Army. <gasps> I, I've I seen looked at it. it and I yes. Like, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. I, lo- I love the idea of the uh, the wheel mechanic yeah. in this mm-hmm. where you place it and you take from top to bottom the bonuses of uh, what you want like if it's clay if it's money if it's extra workers uh, the fact you can spend more money to uh, adjust the will how you want it as well mm-hmm. so you can like oh screw the other person over and take this and that okay. and the fact that the game is all about building just statues at the end of the day and where you place it how uh-huh. you place it it can earn you different points and stuff uh, it's all about you know managing clay having the best management and trying to do all of this in five rounds kind of limits you from doing i like that aspect of the limit it's yes. like lost rooms of Arnak. it's a great game but only five rounds you want to do so much more yeah okay. and i've got a feeling that's what terracotta mm. army is going to do it's going to leave you wanting more yes which is kind yeah. of what you want in a game right it's like, oh i wish i could have done that and i could have done happens that happens a lot uh, with worker placement exactly you know, they yeah. go so tight on the economy that quite often you feel that the game ends before you have done everything. Really done, yeah, exactly. But but that's part of the appeal because if you did everything in your strategy in one game, then you don't necessarily get as much replayability. Exactly, yeah. It's always always about the optimization. Yeah, Mm. there's no there's no measure of efficiency then either. No. Right. You just you just you just see it through to the end, which isn't quite the same. But yeah, um Terracotta Army looks great. It's one another one I got an eye on. But yeah, I think that'd be I'd be keen to see that as well. Yeah, exactly. Has it got like a rotating? Is it the rotating? Yeah, you can rotate it. And um it, you've got the uh, the meeples or the you've got two different type of meeples, I believe. In this, there's like one, a smaller and bigger ones. That's and right. And co-designed by Adam Krupinski, uh who designed Nemesis, uh, Nemesis, yeah, yeah, yeah. and designed Lords of Hellas. Uh, so and others, of course. So that would be interesting for sure. Yeah. Let's yeah. play Lords of Hellas again. I feel like I snided that win so quickly that it didn't quite. Occur. We were all did have hadn't played really <laughs> and went. Oh yeah, you've won. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Simon. Oak. I looked Oak. at the Oak, yeah. Uh another one that I'm I guess again initially pulled to by a very strong aesthetic. I think it looks fabulous. These really detailed meeples. Again, a few variations I think, depending on um the type of worker that you have. So it's a work in part a worker placement game, but as we've seen with some other games, not all workers are equal, so some will have uh different powers. You're playing uh, druids trying to re- uh, effectively 
wield the power of the arch oak, this myst- mystical and ancient tree in the middle of the forest. You can tell I'm all, kind of on a certain, uh, yeah, <laughs> certain yeah, wavelength yeah, yeah, yeah. of the game. Diet, <laughs> I, I find interesting. So again, some hand management, set collection, and yeah, different having different workers for worker placement. I, think I like that. Be yeah, very interesting. And again, I, all of the games, if you haven't worked out, I have a limited knowledge of, but. These are the ones that really caught my eye. I've looked at, yeah. and then having read the the previews, gone, yeah, this is that definitely something exactly I, yeah. I am yeah. seeking out. That's perfect to get yeah. a playthrough and possible purchase. Beautiful, Tom. Next up for you. Uh, so this is this is up near the top of the list again. Uh, this is uh, I, I'm not sure if it's supposed to be Teletum or Teletum. Tartillatum, Tileton. So oh, yes, I've heard it, of this. It's, yeah. it's, it's a Euro game. It's uh, set in the Renaissance and it's sort of a, an economy managing game. Lots oh. of lots of trading and, and resources management, all that sort of thing. Oh, it's see, by yeah. the guys who've done the sort of T series of Euro games. So, I've heard uh, of this. Tolkien and oh, I can never remember how to pronounce I've it. I've not played any of them, but I kind uh, of know what you're referring to. Teotihuacan. Yeah, Tio 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 Yeah, that one. But these guys are like, they, they are super, super acclaimed for their Euro games. Okay. And uh, this is their new release. Ooh. Uh, it looks really cool. It sounds, it's it's got an interesting mechanic where um, it's sort of uh, dice rolling and then drafting from a dice pool. But the dice are dual function, so... The value on the dice determines how many resources you get, but the the uh, accompanying action that you take when you get the resources is determined by the opposite dice face. Oh! So if you pick a hot, if you pick, for example, on a d6, if you pick a six it's... and get lots of resources, you take an accompanying very weak one other, action. Other actions. So the yeah. other side, that's smart. Which mm. is really cool. Yeah. So everything is a balancing act between how many resources you need and the types of actions that you're going to do in worker placement. That's, I like it. That nice. is yeah. Yeah. Fun, interesting. Yeah. And they're, stand, they're standard die as opposed to high variance or... I think, just no, I think, I think they're like... sort of... Uh, they're, they're custom, but I think they're D6s. Yeah. Okay. In fact, no, they are just D6s. There you go. There's some okay, pictures. Because okay. yeah. I've seen some dice out there. They've got two ones, two sixes... And a three. Nope, just e six. I don't know if this will be on any of your lists. It may well do. And I th- if it, if it is on anyone's, I think it might be on Simon's. Um, it's uh, Endless Winter, Paleo Americans. No. I, I looked at it. It looks interesting. I did yeah. look at that as well. Yeah. Now, what I like, what attracted me to this, not only is the artwork and production looking bloody brilliant. It looks beautiful. It looks almost like a Pandasaurus game, right? Mm. So very um, bright is- colors. Beautiful. Is it not a Pandasaurus? It game? is no. It's uh, fam- there was one I saw, uh, which we'll come to. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys. You guys I'm going to wax lyrical on Pandasaurus. <laughs> we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll come to Pandasaurus. It looks like it when and when Simon takes a look at it, if he does uh, find it on his googling. This has got that same artwork or very reminiscent of Raiders of the North Sea. That, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. That's mm. right. The How to Train Your Dragon esque. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very bright, very beautiful, but. Again, a Euro-style game, but this does what I have recently come to love, which is combining worker placement and deck building, which is what Dune Imperium does so well. So, so well. And what uh, um, Lost Ruins of Arnak apparently does so well. Yeah. It does those things very well. So, um, But the interesting thing about this is when you send your tribe members to take actions, so your workers, you then pay for those actions with the cards that you've got. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So your cards become dual use. You're either going to be spending them to do the things that you need to do or saving them for the card effect. Um, and that will be very interesting. Really, that reminds me of really good mechanic, things like, like uh, yeah. Race well, for that, the Galaxy. That mechanism. Uh, Reminds yes. me of things like Race for the Galaxy, when the, where right. the cards become resources, mm. or you play them as the cards. So yeah, there's a bit of that. There's a little bit of area influence as well, a little bit of tile placement and some set collection in there as well. So, uh, and also multiple paths to victory. So it looks amazing. It looks beautiful. It I'm, does look beautiful. It's got mm. some cool looking um, pieces. But yes. Can't help but feel like wood would have suited better for the style of it. But I agree. Also, I, detailed plastic is easier. I to will get. always I'm becoming agree more partial to wooden meeples and components these yeah. days over plastic. It's our it's our age, mate. That's mm-hmm. what. <laughs> so, uh, but no, I I do agree. But that is uh, one I'm I'm dead keen on trying uh, in this winter. Paleo Americans. Nice. Uh, my next game is a card drafting game, and it's the Great Split from Horrible Guilds. <gasps> Horrible Guilds did. Both Railroad Inc. and yeah. King's Dilemma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're currently partway through a King's Dilemma yes. campaign, it's, I suppose it you call is it. A, it certainly is a dilemma. It is a dilemma. So, yeah, it's good pedigree. So tell us about uh, so tell us it's about a it. two to seven game, and basically what you do is the aim of the game is to, look, is to collect riches, which is gems, gold, artwork. And um, what you do is you essentially have a deck of cards which have these uh, artwork, uh, these riches in your hands. You place them into a wallet and you split them up. You pass them to the person on your left. And you try to intrigue someone to pick a certain item from that wallet. And it goes around. And what you do is you place it onto your board, what you've collected. Like if it's a diamond, artwork, what not, always earns your points. And you add the cube up to your thing. So on the next turn, someone be like, well, if Anthony's taking diamonds, he's earning diamonds. How about if I take diamonds? It might not be beneficial for him to take diamonds. But, but it stops it all, me gaining I points see, at the I end see, of the day. Like drafting the game. Exactly, yes, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. So I just love the art style to it. It's got that 1930s sort of S to it. Whatnot. Oh, nice. And um, yeah, it just looks really nice. The, the wallet looks quite nice as well. Uh, the, the board itself is, you know, it's very much like the smart smartphone board. Oh, like a dual layered board. Yeah, but it's yeah, what, no. everyone has their own little one. Ooh, and, you know, nice. you've you got the little cubes that you, you earned the points like, at the end. Uh, obviously, uh, Great Escape. Or, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. And obviously at the end of the round, who's got most points wins? Escape plan, yes. Yeah. Uh, what's it called again, Ant? Uh, the Great Split. The Great Split. Very nice. Cool. Okay. Tom broke the seal and mentioned Pandasaurus. <laughs> yeah, he did, yes. I have invoked the name. <laughs> you have invoked <laughs> the name. Yes. At the time of recording, I've been assured that Skate Summer is in the country. Yeah. It's not in my hands yet, so boo, but... Uh, so that... <laughs> I'm so so hyped for Skate Summer. It is so I'm, imminent. I'm hyped for so it. Imminent. I don't even own it, but I'm hyped for you having it. Uh, currently, they are kickstarting the Fox Experiment, the latest from the designer of Wingspan. That's right. It's Palgrave. doing very well. It looks interesting, but not one that I've gone for. No, me either. But curious to see it. I'm sure it'll be there for a play. Um, they've also very recently announced, if not released, Wild Style, which is an area control game based on graffiti artists. Yeah, that's right. Which I think will tie in nicely in theme to skate summer that whole you know mid to late 90s skate punk style yeah Um, so that'd be interesting to see and then i think the big hitter for me is going to be the wolves i i would have guessed this for you actually yes i did mention it in a previous things i'm looking that that was what i saw that's the one i saw yeah 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 yeah. this looks like a very cool game it's area control and territory management 
by using a flipping of territory. So if you want to take an action in a certain territory, you have to have the corresponding tile to flip. Once you've flipped it, other options will be available. On the other side of the tile, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so it looks very cool. You can power up your walls to do different things. So it's uh, nice. kind of a, not quite branching, but you can, you know, you can choose one of maybe, four, a bit like with Scythe, where you upgrade maybe yes. your build facility. So this one, you can upgrade the movement speed or the ability Scent to dominate yeah, nearby yeah. creatures uh, and so on. Nice. And you can turn your opponent's wolves to your pack cool. if you've got the right power set up and so on. I think I think it looks great, and I'm yeah, I might well pick that one up if it's there. Very nice, very nice. I think we Tom. talked about this one before. It might be on your list. Uh, on. Vengeance, roll and fight. Vengeance, roll and fight is uh, episode one and episode two. They I are think? both going to be available. Both going to yes. be available because yeah. we we looked at this at UKGE and we were like, oh, can we grab a copy? And they were like, no, I was like, no, they're no, not no, ready no. yet. This yeah, is not this, ready. This, this is, is the, the one. only one. Yeah. <laughs> this is all we have. Which is a roll and write. But they badge it as roll and fight. It's a yes, which is really, it's really clever. They rather than sort of you know ticking boxes on your on your piece of paper like a standard roll and write, you're essentially competing to complete action scenes like in an action movie. Yeah, in nice. the flashiest possible sense. Yeah, <laughs> and as you move through the sort of the scene. You're trying to sort of complete little side missions, do like flashy stunts and things like that. Awesome! Yeah. It's, it's, it looks really cool, and and a lot of roll and writes end up being sort of quite dry because you, many of them, are, you know, they have sort of a grid element to them, and you're sort of filling them in with a pen or something mm-hmm. like that, which is not very exciting. But this looks really, really. This also is real time dice rolling. Oh yeah. Yeah, so, like Project Sorry, Elite. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, Project <laughs> Elite screaming and rolling as fast as you can. Yeah, kind of like nice. that. So, uh, and because it's competitive, there's a limited pool of dice. So you'll end up if you're slow, not rolling as many dice as your opponents. Oh, wow. so, okay, uh, okay. Yeah. And you can you always grab. I think it's four, and you roll them, and then you can place them. And you can take you take wounds because I think one of the like in Project Elite, one of them is a bad side yeah, and sure. limits the things that you can. I do. want to try some, some clever stuff there. I want to try some more real time. I believe Wild Style, that one I just mentioned with the graffiti, uh, that yes. is a real time. I think it's card drawing though. Okay, okay. And you okay. need the right combination of. I don't know the exact mechanic, but the right combination of certain thing which allows you to place a marker, so you're winning yes. that area. Yeah, yeah, more real real time games. So, Vengeance comes with loads of custom dice, and and the dice faces are like um, martial arts moves like kicks and punches and guns and weapons and things like that. It's really cool. So you're looking for sort of like combinations of stuff. When we love custom dice. Enemies. Yeah. yeah really? If it can recreate some of those gonzo action scenes that we enjoy as movie buffs as well, that's going to be great. Absolutely. So on to me next. How many have we done of these? Is this three? 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 Round three? Well, okay, good. Well, I'm going to go for this one then. Uh, and I'm picking this one for Tom's benefit. Because uh, I don't know if you saw this, Tom. Uh, Europa Universalis. Uh, wait. Universal Euro- Europa Universalis. Europa Universalis. As in, as in Paradox Games. Yes. Ah, I did know that they were starting to branch what? into some board game stuff, but I didn't know it was what? going to be available. Uh, published by A, yeah, well, Paradox Interactive, but actually A, A, A Gear Games. So I don't know anything about Europa Universalis. Universalis is that a video game or something? Or yeah. A- so Paradox Entertainment are uh, a company that do big 4x strategy games. So here's the thing. It is a humongous 4X strategy yeah. board game. Mm. And you think Tom would like it. I know, right? 
Why would he like that? <laughs> I'm just zoned out already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this might be very interesting for you, Tom. Um, and yeah, a, a, a massive historical setting, yeah. uh, strategy 4X experience. Um, this, is, looks- this is like the bigger, drier, more complicated uh, cousin of uh, Sigmir's civilization. So yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Mm-hmm. So it's based on the strategy uh, game series by Paradox Interactive, as you say. You um, so it tries to capture that in a board game experience. And it has a initial weight rating on BGG of 4.29. So Ooh, right up your stride. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that looks pretty hench. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, def- definitely have a look at that. Yeah. I'm curiously, I'm just, just BGGing it as, as they discussed. Yeah. There's an, an entry for a 1993 version of the game or a game of the same name. It may have been re-implemented and or this, something. This is uh, this 2022 version is subtitled The Ooh, Price lovely. of Power. But I'm yes. going to assume, for most intents and purposes, this is a new topic entitled. We'll, yes, yes. we'll assume it's a no one, uh, unless it was re-implemented by something. But um, I don't yeah. think so. Oh. I think that predates Paradox completely. Yeah. Well, there we with, go. With a big coloured map of Europe, I wonder how much people will look at this on the table and go, is that risk? Uh, no it's much more complicated yeah normally BGG says uh, it will have re-implements if there is a prior version of the same game and it doesn't for this no I did I did spot that that's for me number three Uh, you number four number four my last one on the list right this game is the game I want to leave Spiel with I mean I've mentioned all the others I don't mind if I don't leave with them but this is the one I need to come home with you want to take it home yep so this is Czech Games Edition's Kicks um, exclusive for Spiel, Deal with the Devil. Oh, yeah, that's oh, also yeah, yeah, what I yeah, said. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've already said it. We, we we really like the Czech Games Edition stuff. So. Yeah. Czech Games do great yeah. stuff. What have you heard about Deal with the Devil? So basically, I, I've heard the, the the fact that it's a strategy game where one of you plays as the devil. Yes, yeah. which I love. Which you don't know about. The <laughs> no. fact that you... Oh, it's a hidden role? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think... Yeah. Uh, it's four players and three of the four players are hidden roles. That's right. One of the players will be the devil and the other players are other roles. Exactly. Nobody knows who they are. Is this one of the games that is specifically four player owned? Yes. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's also interesting about this game. Yeah, and it's basically you you trade with um, resources, whatnot, but um, obviously the devil has no souls. So he might give you or he might ask if you want a specific special resource uh-huh. it will cost you a piece of your soul but does that mean i'm the devil i might just be a person that needs a soul to build a church for example i see so, uh, one of the roles might want to give away parts yeah. of their soul because they're a cultist or something exactly and, and the um the uh, the treasure chest it comes in so basically you when you open it up you've got the offer and then you've got what they want back in return in the, in the corner. Oh, nice. So you could have like 15 gold there, for example, and then maybe like, oh, I want a piece of wood at the top. Yeah. So you decide whether to take that offer or not. And I just love how that it's, it's such a great idea. That sounds I think it's fabulous. app persisted, right? Yes, uh, yes, it is. Only, oh, sorry, yes. only the app knows who each of the roles are. You, That's right. You program it in. I see. Only the app knows who each role is. Mm. So no one knows what anyone else's role is. I see. And then the Man. app sort of uh, uh, moderates the trading. That's right. Yeah. I yeah. see. Yeah, really this cool. sounds right up my street. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to play it, buy it. I don't care. It's coming home with me yeah. regardless. Yeah. <laughs> you do love those games that you mm. get to mess with people. Yeah. Right? I yes. just love, yeah, just well, the whole aspect. It's him, it's him. <laughs> but also, yeah, as we said, CGE has been on a roll mm. and oh boy yeah, uh, oh boy, yeah. Um, and yeah here from the from the, the BGG page 
Each of the four players takes on a secret role of mortal, cultist, or even the devil. And these roles are all asymmetric. And as you said, and during the blind trading phase, players can offer their resources in exchange for money from another player. And the devil will tempt mortals with goods for a piece of their soul. Um, that's brilliant. So I love the whole theme of that. It sounds yeah. I don't know if you've played it, but some of the guy who made Alchemists... I, I don't know if you've ever played it at I, all. I have no, not played it. I know the it. game, yeah. but I've not played it. Uh, Matthias Courtry. Obviously, a Czech guy. Uh, but no, I've not played Alchemist, but I've also heard that's good. But yeah, dead keen to play uh, Deal with the Devil. Good one. Simon? I'm going well off spectrum here. Okay. The Turing Machine. I've Ooh. also heard of this. I've seen it around, actually. Not available but i've seen adverts yeah. for it oh yes it's, it's you've seen this yeah, right i've seen it but logic uh, puzzle game i think yeah obviously alan turing well known for decoding the enigma machine or that's helping right. build the machine which decoded the enigma machine um so yeah you're cracking codes with a real analog computer it uses like perforated punch cards an type. analog computer right yeah that's... and it's a race against your opponents to decode the whatever the puzzle is uh-huh. apparently there's seven million iterations that can be had to give almost endless <laughs> wow. gameplay obviously a range of uh, complication from simple to this will take you a while but um yeah it's totally different to the other games i mentioned so yes. far much less colorful um but much more thinky that level of deduction yeah, i've heard this and, is yeah I, if you like pure logic puzzles this is going to be right up your straza. And I like a logic puzzle. To be yeah, fair. I, I'm terrible I, at them, but I like There's them. definitely <laughs> a, a part of me. Uh, I've heard that the solo mode on that is as well. Yeah, very really good. good as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking to pick up a few more solo games. Yeah. So this, I think, will be one to, to look out for and definitely grab my attention. Yeah, definitely. Not for everyone, for sure. I think, yeah, you're quite good at it a deduce so i think that'd be quite a good one i think, I think. So. So, yeah. i'm hoping that it will yeah my brain will go i know how this is gonna yes. work yeah that one i've seen a advertised or at least you know i've seen articles on so that yeah i'd be keen to try that too mm-hmm. that's a good pick mm-hmm. thomas uh i i feel like it needed to be on the list because it's at the very top at the moment if you look at all of the new releases in yeah. english that are available at Spiel. Yeah. Uh, Hamlet. I, yeah, again, yes, it is. Yeah. For some reason, it just doesn't appeal to me. I don't know uh, why it, that it, is. It appeal, it, I, I like, I like the idea of the game. It's uh, sort of a co-op, but not, um, you, you're working together to build a Hamlet. Yeah. Right? Uh, building yourself a little town. And the game ends when you build the church in the middle of the Hamlet. Okay. Uh, you have to work together to complete that goal to finish the game, uh, but obviously you're working sort of against, against, each, other against as well. each other for a final scoring. Right. Um, it looks really interesting because it it has sort of elements of the resource management uh, where you have resources on the board, like in Scythe, yeah, where you generate resources and they stay on the board, and anyone can come along and use them. Right. Oh, I see. So you you will build a building, for example, you'll build a, a mill that yeah. will produce flour. Yeah. And when you build the mill, it will produce flour for you. When you use the mill, because it's worker placement, when you use the mill, it will produce flour. But whether you get to use the flour or not will depend on how sort of the action economy goes mm. and whose turn it is next. Mm. You can, in traditional fashion for worker placement games, you can uh, get yourself additional workers and then you can sort of chain your actions together. So you can build a mill, 
generate flower and take advantage of that flower before someone else comes along and takes it. So you'll necessarily have to rely on a community to start you with. You have to work yeah. together to a certain extent to be able to get started in producing the right resources. It's got some interesting mechanics where everything is tiled. Bits of the map won't necessarily fit together. The tiles are not the same. The tiles are a mix of hexagons and triangles. Oh, I think I did see a picture. And yeah, you end up with really oblique and obscure shapes. So you can't the the, the shapes together. will tessellate together, but not every shape will tessellate with every other shape. Yes. So you might end up with a building that won't fit next to the centre of the town. You have to put it over mm. on one side because it's got a weird spiky bit that won't fit into mm. the rest of the town. Which I think is really, really interesting because normally with a sort of like a tile drafting game or sort of uh, like a map building game, all the tiles are the same shape. Yeah. You yeah, don't the, have They're hexes or even the weird inish shape and you go, there's no yes. way they'll fit yeah. together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. that looks really interesting. And I like the idea. And, and then you're essentially trying to build sort of uh, paths through the town as you go so that you have uh, the ability to transport the resources back to the centre of town to contribute to building the church. Mm. There was a a game on the Amiga and, I think, early PCs, you know, like Windows 3.1, called Settlers. I know, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of giving me vibes of Settlers. Yes, Yes, it's like that, yeah. (laughs) Another one, actually, for me, is uh, really highly rated on uh, BGG's sort of thumbs. Lacrimosa. Ooh, yeah. So, based on the works and life of Mozart, you yeah. are retelling oh, his yeah. great works. Yeah. And you see, you've probably seen it around. He's been on Dice Tower. Creating his final symphony. I didn't so. know what to make of this game. I didn't think this would be up your street. It's, no, I'm keen to... I probably wouldn't buy it, but I'm keen... He liked Hamlet. I'm keen to see what the fuss is about. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's why I'm kind of thinking I'd like to go and see that because that's it, the one that Tom picked earlier is... I was like Titellium what was it yeah that one intrigues me yeah I'd like to see it just because I'm like these aren't games I typically will buy I call I call them kind of disparagingly and in an affectionate way I suppose an affectionate disparagement brown brown euros right I don't I don't typically buy I don't typically buy brown euros I try I just don't it's a character flaw I I can't see past the brownness so um but I'm keen to play it and see how much I like it or don't like it. So um, it was the same thing with Gutenberg. Beautiful game. I was about Apparently to amazing. Brown yeah. Euro. It so, looks bizarrely niche, yet has been lauded. So lauded. Far. So all of that sort of stuff. So I'm, I'm keen to see it. It's a musical theme. I, I like love music. So um, yeah, either history of music, classical music. Like, that'll be, I'll be keen to see how that plays into a Euro. Um, but that's certainly one more I'd like to take a look at. Uh, anyone else for anything else? I've got one more. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Another one that, again, is near the top of the list. Caught my attention. I like the idea of it. Uh, Tindaya. Tindaya. I saw the Kickstarter for this. So the this, Volcanic this, Island. Yeah, so this is a game set... Uh, so it says it's set at the dawn of the 15th century in the Canary Islands. Okay. Each of the players... Uh, plays as a drunk own... Britishman. No, no, they okay. play as an ad... they play as their own Aboriginal tribe. Okay, so they live on the islands, um, and they are trying to appease the gods. Uh, basically, trying to sort of keep the, uh, keep their tribe healthy and prosperous and survive. Yeah, mostly surviving against natural disasters like volcanoes yeah. and earthquakes <laughs> yeah. and things like that, um, with an added 
an added caveat that the conquistadors are turning up and starting to sort of slowly take over the map as well. What's it called? Tindaya. Tindaya, okay. Yeah. So it's uh, it's essentially a survival game. Nice. Uh, it, you can play it two ways. You can play it entirely cooperatively. I was going to say, yeah. Where uh, you're working together to uh, complete a common goal to appease the gods. And survive and etc. Yeah. Or you can play co-op, uh, co- uh, or competitively. Sorry, yeah. my brain has <laughs> completely shut down. It's getting late. It's uh, <laughs> and um, in that case... You're you're out just to ser- to sort of serve and look after your own tribe. Yeah. Uh, in which case, it sort of becomes sort of like a point, um, a point based system where it's whoever has appeased the gods the most. Yeah. By spending the least sort of resources and being most efficient with how they've developed their um with their tribe, it's a clever little map. It comes in uh, sort of tiles, and you can rebuild it in hundreds and hundreds of different ways. When you choose tiles, they're double-sided, and you have sort of an easier side or a more difficult side, depending on whether you want to have more or less natural disasters like volcanoes and stuff like Mm -hmm. that, active volcanoes on your island or a dormant volcano on the island. So it's got a sliding difficulty scale. Nice. Because you can basically say, well, we'll have today two active volcanoes, or one, or five. Wait, you'll always keep five. (laughs) Well, that sounds... Again, fascinating. Uh, there's, there's I've so never played stuff. a survival game. I'd like yeah. to give that a try. Me, mm. I, well, not really. I don't think I don't think I've played. I what would count as a survival game? Maybe Dead of Winter. Yeah. Maybe what was Dead that little explorey one that we play? Where you play the cards out? In oh, the, um, oh Damn, gosh. I only played it that once. Something. The Lost Expedition. That it was, was the Lost Expedition. Yes. yes. Kind of survival. Yes. Kind of a survival game. Yeah, yeah. Very simple though. That was a good game. Um, I've got. I got I'll, I'll just very briefly because we've been nattering on for a while. Uh, Days of Wonder is releasing a new game, and whenever mm. that happens, I go, "Ooh, uh, Days and, of Wonder." And you don't buy it. Yeah, you do. I probably buy it. Well, they famously did uh, Ticket to Ride, and then they've done Shadows Over Camelot, and they just do these in Quadropolis and other amazing games. Uh, and also, considering the game that we played this evening, which was um, Downforce, yeah. they're releasing a racing game mm, called. Okay. Uh, heat, heat, I think it is. Yeah. Heat, pedal oh, to the metal. Yeah, I, saw that. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Yes, uh, a racing game that also uses hand management. So I'd be keen to play it to compare it to Downforce and see what that's like. And especially knowing Days of Wonders pedigree, uh, mm. I'll see how just how good it is. Hopefully, and we'll, yeah. we'll see. It would be nice to know what it's like okay, at least. Okay. And then, lastly, in the back of my mind, I'd like to play Eleven, which is Portal Games. Is yeah, we talked uh, about this. We talked about this yeah. more than a year ago. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It's now finally coming, uh, and I'd like to see how they transfer the football club ownership theme to a competitive Euro game. If it's, so. if it's there for a play, I'd be curious, because I said at the time we last mentioned it, I've got zero interest in soccer. Yes. I wonder whether the play playing of the game will override my lack of interest yeah. in the theme. Possibly. It's like the same way I feel about brown Euros. Yeah. Right? So. Well, I mean, we love smartphoning. Yeah, it's about the driest game right. I own. Yeah. I like yeah. my phone. But, yeah, but <laughs> more, I like, I more than you like I, like I like a Euro management game, particularly sort of like an economy. And it yeah, is an economy we, we game. Like it is, and it I don't, is. I don't necessarily care what the what the the skin is. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I'm going to mention because it's going to be available for pickup, although my copy's being shipped. Uh, Gigawatt. That's right. Um, Energy industry. It's kind of semi officially launching. That is, if you've backed it, you can pick up your copy if you're going. At the time, I wasn't sure I was going, so I have got mine shipping instead. Uh, but yeah, Gigawatt is a again a, a 
get the impression it's akin to smartphone in a way you're looking to develop your way out of coal powered into yeah, renewable like renewing, power yeah. power network development yeah isn't it? i'm yeah. really interested to see that and i was reminded again looking at their latest update that it is a plastic free game nice so wooden and cardboard tokens only no plastic. sustainable gaming yeah. nice so like it's good it. to see that it's and made, if it's made entirely out of pasta <laughs> <laughs> well thanks for listening to board stupid subscribe to us for updates and to get future episodes of the show delivered directly to your ear holes via your favorite podcast service you can also find us on facebook instagram and youtube YouTube. <laughs> Just look for Bored on Stupid on YouTube. B-O-A-R-D. What is wrong with my mouth? And, uh, <laughs> Just find Bored Stupid wherever you can find us. You'll find us. And, and where can we find you? You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM. That is the MTVP Podcast. Uh, if you like uh, movies, TV shows, video games or board games, please listen. Every listen is uh, thankful for your support. Yep, it's a fantastic podcast. Do go listen. If you like any of our content, do us a big favour. Give us a five-star review wherever you can and just interact. We love saying hello. And as we shout, uh, shout out from Spiel and we give you content, just give us some comments. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you want to see more of and we'll try and provide that Pilot for you. We'll Pilot us. Yeah. We'll go and say hi. Exactly. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll catch you again real soon. See you in Germany, guys. Is it too <laughs> soon to start eating schnitzel and breakfast? Never. Ever. <laughs> I haven't even thought about that bit. Fire it's up the grill. Great. Mm.